You are listening to the Ditch the Budget podcast, and I'm your host, Heidi Ramore. I'm a wife, a mom of two young boys, and I've spent the last 17 years in financial services as a licensed financial planner, insurance specialist, and debt crusher. My goal is to show you that there's more to life than counting calories and paying bills, and that you truly can get out of debt and build wealth without the restrictive budgets and complicated spreadsheets. So if you're ready to reduce your financial stress and truly live the life of your dreams, then tune in and let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ditch to the Budget podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Ramore, and I am really excited to step into this topic today of really abundance versus scarcity mindset. Of course, we have our own individual money mindsets that we can't really change, but what we can change is how we perceive money and how we perceive our finances. And we can either come at it from a sense of abundance, or we can come at it from a sense of scarcity or lack. And so I really wanted to cover this topic. I think it's really, really important, an important topic and one that to me, to, I think we all know intuitively that yes, having an abundant mindset is more favorable than having a scarcity mindset, but what does it actually all mean and how do I improve? So the importance of your mindset is actually a lot. So when we really look at how our thoughts really start to impact and drive behavior, we kind of have to take a step back and really look at it as a, as a whole. So what we believe will impact our thoughts. Okay. And especially in the age of social media, what we believe, what we're searching online, what we believe to be true is going to be presented to us. So, you know, Facebook, Instagram, they all have algorithms based on things that you search, videos that you watch, things like that. So even on a subconscious level, our media that we're watching is driven by our beliefs and our thoughts and our actions, right? And so I think that's really, really, really interesting. If we look at this as, as how it's all connected and we understand, like you have to understand this to your core, that your beliefs will impact what you think. It just will. If you have a core belief about something, I believe that this color is white that's my belief. So every time I see this color, I'm going to think it's white, right? That's my belief. If I thought this was a different color, that would be also drive my thoughts. Your thoughts definitely impact your emotions. So when you think about something positive or negative, you usually have a corresponding emotion with that, whether you want to or not. And your emotions really do drive your behavior. And so when we are talking about how money and emotions and and all of those different things really do impact how we handle money, how we think about money. We have to really understand that our behavior around money, so spending or lack of spending, saving, investing, all of those things are actually as a, a direct result for our beliefs because our beliefs are, are really impacting our thoughts, which are driving, which are impacting our emotions, which are in turn driving our behavior. So here's an example of this continuum. If I believe that I'm bad with money, I might be thinking some words like, I can't afford that, or I'm bad with money. Of course, there I go again, I'm bad with money. Even as I said that, my shoulders kind of dropped immediately. And that's a natural reaction when you start saying those things or thinking those things. 
you might have feelings of despair, sadness, maybe some self-loathing. Maybe there's a belief that, you know, you aren't bad because your money situation isn't where you want it to be. But if you believe that, if you believe that you are bad when it comes to money and you, ha- you can almost have this self, self, self-loathing complex around it what ends up happening is it could actually be driving your behavior into retail therapy, which means you're buying stuff. Maybe you are putting that on credit and increasing your debt. And therefore you're now going to open up your credit card statement and say, Oh, see, there I go. I'm bad with money, which is again, going to reinforce that original belief. So it down is really, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's exactly what it is. I have this, this is so true for me when it comes to waking up in the morning. So I am a self-proclaimed night owl. I am not a morning person. And even that belief of I am not a morning person has really affected me over the years. So by me not identifying as a morning person, would also drive my my thoughts of like, oh, I'm not I'm not a morning person. So I don't know, working out in the morning is probably not going to happen. Oh my gosh, my boss wants me to be at work at 8.30. Like, what if I sleep in? Da, da, da. I have a hard time hearing my alarm. I stay up too late. All of these things, like I'm I'm bad with mornings. I'm grumpy in the mornings, right? It's all these beliefs that are driving my thinking pattern and what I may be saying to myself which is making me feel like crap that I, you know, have a plan to maybe work out in the morning and then hit the snooze button. That's my behavior, right? My behavior is being reinforced by my thoughts of like, I'm not a morning person. So I hit snooze. And then what happens? I miss my workout because I've slept in. I feel like crap now I'm rushing around and I'm trying to get ready for work, whatever the case may be. It just reinforces that original belief. Well, of course I slept in because I'm not a morning person. Whereas if I just change that belief of, you know, that I'm not a morning person to maybe I, I am somebody who works out in the morning. Like imagine that belief. I am somebody who works out in the morning. I work out in the morning. I'm a morning fitness fanatic, (laughs) like whatever that belief is. Now I'm going to, your brain is always going to scan for, for ways to make you right. It's, it's just a thing. It's called confirmation bias. And so by that being a true fundamental universal law of that confirmation bias, that what I'm believing and what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling is going to help is going to drive my behavior. So if I can get to the root of the belief and start to change that belief and start to show that I'm actually successful. And for in this workout example, maybe on the days that I do hit the snooze button, it's like, I'm still a morning, I'm maybe not a morning person. I'm still a workout morning person, but today I needed my body to rest more. So even just that change in thinking around the same event, now does it make me feel like crap? right? Now, does it make me feel like, oh, well, now I've screwed up the whole day. I can't work out. Now it can say my body needed rest today and therefore it didn't work out. So I'll work out tomorrow. Like it means nothing, right? It means nothing. And then I can still reinforce that original belief, like my new, my new original belief of I work out in the morning 
it's not sabotaged because of that. So your beliefs and your thinking and your emotions really do drive your behavior. And it's really, really important that you understand that. All right. So let's shift into what exactly having an abundance and a scarcity mindset actually means. So what is an abundance mindset? It is really the belief that there is plenty available for everyone. I hear this a lot, especially when it comes to money is like, you know, especially if you have maybe some religious beliefs, if you believe that if you have a deep rooted belief that money is evil, because maybe you saw some bad things with money in the, in the past, then you might have this feeling of, you know, money is bad, right? Or I shouldn't have it because that means something negative about me, but having an abundance mindset really does mean that there's plenty available for everyone. Just because I have something doesn't mean I'm taking it away from anyone else. And I really want you to hear that because I struggled with this for a very long time. It does not mean I'm taking away from anyone else. And I'll give you an example of this. Our governments are literally printing money. Like they're literally printing money. Money is almost becoming worthless because of how much is in circulation. So there is so much money that has been printed over the last two years, especially it, it, it will blow your mind, right? If you really go down into that, into understanding how that all works. And so what I really think is interesting is that we have this knowledge and understanding that there is plenty to go around. Yes, there are people that are suffering in this world. I I hear that. I know that. I'm not ignoring that. But what I truly, truly do believe is that there is plenty enough to go around for everyone. And by me having more means that I can actually do more with that. I can help more because I can't help anyone when when I'm financially struggling. I can't help anybody. When I'm financially abundant, that's when I can actually make change. That's when I can actually start contributing more to charities, really doing some amazing work. Some of you may know this, but my overall goal is to really help women in shelters get back on their feet financially, get that empowerment around money. And I have like a really big mission of what I want to do, but I cannot do that for free until I get to a place where I'm okay, because I am no help to anybody else when I am struggling to pay bills. Okay. So Having an abundance mindset is really that this belief that money is unlimited and that if it's available for you, if we have evidence that somebody is able to make it from nothing, which we have plenty of evidence that that is true, you do not need to come be born into privilege. You do not need to be born from wealth. And so that's what I really, really, really believe that is available for you. It's also available to me. I do believe that there's room for us all at the top. And by me climbing the ladder and by me gaining more wealth does not mean that you can't be right alongside with me. That is my belief. Having an abundance mindset is also having a deep-rooted belief in your financial success that you believe, even though right now you might not be financially successful, that it is available for you and you are going to have it. It's that deep-rooted belief that financial success is going to happen for you. And I think that that is really, really, really something to practice. And I'm going to share with you how to do that. And by having an abundance mindset, I know for me, uh, this is a new way of thinking for me. And by new, I mean the last, I would say probably three or four years. I was definitely more on the scarcity lack 
mindset, which is very, very common for anybody in corporate because of the corporate constraints that we have in our jobs and in our roles. Most people, you have a, a, a glass ceiling and so you can't really dream big. And by having an abundance mindset is it's all available for me. The sky, like there is no limit. There actually is no limit to the wealth that I can create and to the wealth that I'm allowed to have. And that's available for me. So by having that allows us to really dream really big, which is cool. So what's a scarcity mindset? Well, scarcity mindset or lack mindset, as some people call it, is the belief that if one person has something, it means less for the rest of us. So we're kind of looking at like this infinite pie. If you've taken a slice of the pie away, that obviously is going to leave less for the rest of us. And so if everyone's taking their little, little slice of the pie, what's going to be less for me? That's really a scarcity mindset. And it does keep us from reaching our full potential. It keeps us playing small. And especially if you are not an entrepreneur, or even if you are, like it just keeps us from playing small, which I think is such a, such a travesty. When you are stuck in a scarcity or a lack mindset, you do really see the limitations instead of the opportunity. So, you know, for some person, they might see their debt as an opportunity. Like having access to credit for some people might be a limitation. For other people, they might see that as an opportunity for leverage. And really having a scarcity mindset is deep, deep rooted in fear. And it's also deep rooted in a belief that things are just not available for you, which couldn't be further from the truth. All right. So now that we know what they are, how do we start to shift that? Right. And, and this is, you know, keeping in mind, there are seven different money mindsets that I talk about. And depending on which money mindset you are, it's going to be easier or harder for you to make that shift if you are stuck in a scarcity mindset, but there are some things that you can do to start to make that shift. I want you to really believe that your brain is just trying to keep you safe. Okay. I know I've mentioned this already, but it is really trying to keep you safe and it doesn't understand the difference between a real and a perceived threat. So for example, if you've ever watched a horror movie and you've been really scared, right? I cannot watch horror movies. I actually can't even watch the commercial sometimes for a horror movie because it like freaks me out so much. I'm like, oh no, I'm going to have nightmares. Like, no, I don't want to see this commercial. Um, and that's really because my brain doesn't know the difference and your brain doesn't either. And so when we watch things that maybe might be scary or we might freak ourselves out about something, that is a perceived threat and your body can still have the same reaction as if it was real. So your heart might start to race, you might get sweaty armpits, you know, all of these things just from a thought. It's not even happening. Or maybe you're watching something. It's not even happening in real life. And your body can still have a physical response to that. That is a perfect example of your brain just not being able to figure out if it's real or if it's not real. So it's just going to protect you. So we can do three things. We can actually start to shift our brain into having this abundance mindset. And that's through affirmations, visualization, and gratitude. Here are so starting off with affirmations, affirmations are really just affirming certain beliefs. So as I mentioned before, I am a morning person or I work out in the mornings, right? It's just an affirmation. You're affirming something to be true. So I always recommend creating 
five really simple abundance affirmations around finances that you can repeat every single day. And I do recommend you doing this daily until it becomes just like a natural thing. And even to this day, I still do this. So the first one is I attract money to me easily and effortlessly. So I close my eyes. I really feel this as I say it. I always have enough money. I feel it. And this is the woo-woo part of money that a lot of people don't do. And I think it's so, so important. Uh, the third one that I say, these are my personal ones that I that I use. So feel free to create your own, but these are mine. I am a money magnet. I am worthy of the wealth I desire. I repeat this one often because worthiness around money, having it, not having it is a big one for me personally. So I always repeat, I'm worthy of the wealth I desire. Doesn't mean I'm a bad person if I have money, all of these different things. And the last one that I repeat is I release all resistance to receiving and attracting money. So that's really, really, really important for me, especially. And so hopefully some of those five, if not all of them really resonate with you and you can use one or two or all of them in your daily practice. But I do recommend spending a few minutes repeating your affirmations, but don't just go through the motions, like actually close your eyes, take a deep breath, almost like breathe in the affirmation as you say it, that will really help to solidify that in your brain. Okay. The second thing I want you to do is a visualization. Again, your brain doesn't know if something's real or perceived, and it's constantly scanning for confirmation bias, which means it, your brain wants you to be right. It wants you to be right. So if you believe that, you know, I don't want to say anything political, so I'm not going to, but if, if you believe that drinking coffee is bad for you, you're going to find every single article support that you're going to start seeing all these things. Oh yeah. See there, there coffee's bad for me. If you believe coffee is good for you, again, the same thing is going to happen. You're going to scan your brain is going to scan. Oh, there's somebody talking about the benefits of coffee, right? And so that's really what a visualization can help you do is by spending five minutes. So after you do your affirmations, this is what I would recommend is to visualize a scene of what a wealthy woman looks like to you and just paint that picture in your brain. You know, you don't have to say anything out loud, loud, just see it in your brain, try to invoke the five senses. So what does that look like? What does it smell? What does it taste like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? And just really envision that scene and envision what a wealthy woman would be doing. What would you be doing if you were that wealthy woman? And where I think this is really cool, I actually have a whole program on this, but there I have a whole workshop on what a wealthy woman is and how you can embody that wealthy woman or man. Gratitude. So I think this is also really important that we exercise gratitude and appreciation because I believe that this is one of the cornerstones of an abundance mindset. So I want you to find three to five things that you're grateful for, write them down every single day. Again, this whole thing between affirmations, visualization, and gratitude, if it's taking you longer than 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes to do every single day and every morning, I, I like to do it in the morning. It sets me up for a great day. And I think we all can spend that time doing that. And if that means I have to get up 15 minutes earlier, as a non-morning person, I make sure that that happens. I also give bonus points in my brain are for you. 
if you can be grateful for your current financial situation. This one's really hard, which is why I think it's a, a really great place to be if you can get there is saying something like, I'm grateful for my debt because, so for example, I'm grateful for my debt because it allowed me to go to school. So my student loan debt, it allowed me to go to school and get a degree, which meant I work in corporate financial services, which has led me to where I am today. I don't know if that path would have been the same had I not occurred, had I not assumed that debt for my student loan. It could be for anything. I'm grateful for that debt because I took that vacation and whatever. You connected as a family and that was the last vacation we took before COVID. So all of these different things, you can you can actually be grateful for your debt. And if you can get there, this is going to be really, really, really good for you. And I think if change isn't happening fast enough, we have to really exercise patience and just, again, get really deep rooted in the belief that financial success is happening. It's, it's going to happen. It doesn't have a timeline though. A really quick recap. So our beliefs impact our thoughts, our thoughts impact our emotions and our emotions impact our behavior. Once we really understand that, we can understand the power of our thoughts and our beliefs and, and their impact in driving behavior. An abundance mindset is the mindset that we want to get to if we're not there already. And it really is the belief that there's plenty out there for everyone. By you practicing daily habits of affirmations, visualization, and gratitude will definitely help get you into an abundance a mindset and an abundant state. And as I mentioned, this is a lifelong practice. So have some patience. Patience is a virtue. Not one that I have a lot. I'm not somebody that has a lot of patience, but I am very deep rooted in my belief of financial success. So I can have the patience when it comes to that. All right. That's it for me for today. So I will see you next time on the next episode of the Ditch the Budget podcast. Bye, everyone. You are listening to the Ditch the Budget podcast, and I'm your host, Heidi Ramore. I'm a wife, a mom of two young boys, and I've spent the last 17 years in financial services as a licensed financial planner, insurance specialist, and debt crusher. My goal is to show you that there's more to life than counting calories and paying bills and that you truly can get out of debt and build wealth without the restrictive budgets and complicated spreadsheets. So if you're ready to reduce your financial stress and truly live the life of your dreams, then tune in and let's do this.